Shalom and welcome to Torah to the People, a podcast from Temple Israel in Memphis, Tennessee. I'm Rabbi Micah Greenstein. We hope you enjoy this selection of our sermons, classes, and conversations with inspiring people from across the Bluff City and around the world. In 2005, only six years before his untimely death, in his commencement speech to Stanford University, Steve Jobs connected the dots between the pivotal moments of his life. Addressing graduates of one of the finest universities in the world, he begins by noting that he dropped out of college. His working class parents had always dreamed that he'd be the first in his family to earn a degree. But after six months at Reed College, he had no idea what he wanted to do with his life and no idea how college would help him figure it out. So he dropped out. But he didn't leave town. He actually, for 18 months, slept on his friend's floor, and he started dropping in on classes that actually interested him. Apparently, Reed College has one of the world's best calligraphy programs. It's true. I don't know if it's true, but that's what Steve Jobs says. Um, And Steve Jobs, famous for his eye for design and his attention to detail, was mesmerized. He loved learning about the varying amount of space between different combinations of letters, serif and sans serif fonts. In his words, the things that make typography great. Quote, it was beautiful, historical, artistically subtle in a way that science can't capture. And I found it fascinating. Even though none of this had any practical application in my life. And yet, 10 years later, when he was designing the first Macintosh computer in his parents' garage, it all came back to him. He reflected it was the first computer with beautiful typography. If I had never dropped in on that single course in college, the Mac would have never had multiple typefaces or proportionally spaced fonts, and personal computers might not have had the wonderful typography that they do. Of course, it was impossible to connect the dots looking forward when I was in college, but it was very, very clear looking backward 10 years later. Another 10 years later, and Steve Jobs got fired from Apple. That's a story for another day. But needless to say, Steve Jobs was devastated, and he had no idea what he was going to do. And yet, Jobs said that getting fired from Apple was literally the best thing to ever happen to him. Over the next five years, he started Pixar and another tech company, and he met the love of his life, none of which would have happened if he hadn't gotten fired. And that's kind of how life works, isn't it? Sometimes in the moment, events seem to be utterly mundane, meaningless, and they turn out to be pivotal. I met my wife, Rachel, at a three-day conference in Israel that I almost skipped. And sometimes, sometimes things seem to be like they are going to be the end of the world. 
and they end up being no big deal or even blessings in disguise. This week in our Torah portion, the very last of the book of Numbers, we get a recap of all the events that befell the Israelites as they journeyed through the Midbar, the wilderness, on their way to the promised land. The Torah recounts every single place that they camped for 38 years by name. Every single place. Imagine being the poor bar mitzvah kid who has to chant that. Some of those places, Meribah, Zin, Refidim, they recall significant and terrible events. War, hunger and thirst, rebellion, and yet others seem utterly unworthy of mention, free of significance. So why does the notoriously succinct and pithy Torah take the time to recount every single place? The Hasidic spiritual master I mentioned earlier, the Sfat Emet, he teaches that every place, even the ones that at the time seemed meaningless, Ancient way stations akin to a modern-day nondescript wet rest stop along I-55. The Svat Emet teaches there are places that have no meaning until a person distances himself from them. Rabbi Aaron Lieb Smokler of the Orthodox feminist rabbinical school Yeshivat Maharat, she expands on this. She says, and I'm quoting, each and every place is named because each one became important in its own right. The places themselves were not necessarily significant to the people when they were inhabited by them. But once they left, back on the road with the perspective of hindsight, their meaning became apparent. And in our own lives too, in the moment we may never know the impact of a decision to attend a conference, to quit or to accept a job, maybe just to give a stranger a smile or a friend a word of encouragement. And yet, looking back, we can remember so many of those moments so clearly. A life lesson from a preschool or elementary school teacher or words that still sting to this day. And there, I think, is a deep spiritual lesson if you take this idea one step further. If hindsight can make us realize that these seemingly mundane moments are actually extraordinary, the lesson is that every moment, every single moment, is pregnant with infinite potential. Today might not just be another day, but a day you look back on forever. When we live with this in mind, cognizant that each interaction could be the start of a new friendship or the last time that we see a lifelong friend, when we live with that in mind, we set ourselves up to be like our ancestor Jacob, who himself wandered in the desert and came upon just some random old place but then he had one of those moments. And he proclaimed, Achen yesh Adonai b'makom hazeh lo yadati. Wow. 
holy moly. Surely God is in this place, in this moment, right now, and I did not know it. And these, these are the dual lessons that Shabbat comes to teach each week. That holiness is found in time, in what we do with time, in how we live in each moment. And lesson two, that by pressing pause, that big, beautiful pause button Steve Jobs designed, by taking the time out of our busy lives to take stock, to recount the places that we've been and where we are going, as Jobs would say, connecting the dots. It's only by doing that that we see the beauty and meaning of this journey called life. So this Shabbat, I wish for you a chance to look back, to savor all the moments, all the places that make us who we are, and the awareness that this moment, right now, and every moment to come, are new chances to grow, to renew, and to savor this journey. Kenihiratzon, may it be God's will.